What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. One of the best there is, one of our absolute favorites on the program. We'll disregard what Beaver just said uh, in the last few minutes. Justin Morgan, come in. How are you feeling today? And maybe you can add to our text topic, which is name your greatest Warriors backline of all time. Who are the names that you just couldn't leave out over the years? And you may have to think about this one. You've got to put Dean Bell in there. He's got to be in there somewhere, doesn't he, Dean Bell? Obviously, the first captain of the Warriors, he's definitely got to be in there. Manon uh, Vatavai's got to be on the wing somewhere, doesn't he? Got to be on the wing. Yep. Um, I think the heart, Stacey Jones at seven, definitely. Um, I never mm. played six, but I'm going to put myself at six, just because I <laughs> wish I was a five eight. Yes, I'll put myself at six. <laughs> um, oh... I don't know who who are you gonna who's in the centres? Who would you put in the centres there? Um, oh, maybe Jerome Rapati. He was a pretty good player for the Warriors. Or oh, yeah, he was pretty good. Dean Bell's the other centre, the other winger. Who the other winger? Uh, maybe Francis Melly. I think Francis Melly made the other wing fullback. Maybe oh, who'd you have a fullback? Um, Chance. We'll put Chance at pullback. He's been pretty good. Rogers was pretty good there as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough. It's a tough question. A really tough question. I think. I think you'd have to. Um, you'd have to have three or four reserves in that in that question. I would imagine. Well, I had the um, I had the Huntley Hurricane covering the whole back line. Lance O'Hire. That's uh, well, that's where you needed. He was. <laughs> yeah, he, he's more of a utility beef, I reckon. I reckon he's the, he's the number one fourteen. Like if you name the seventeen, he's the first person you put down on the team sheet and be number 14 because he could play everywhere. The Huntley Hurricane, yeah. perfect. Good idea, good idea. Fantastic. Hey, hey Curtis, how was Toulouse? Nice? Oh, well, I tell you what, Toulouse was absolutely beautiful. I was watching the Warriors Saturday morning, uh, 8 a.m. We all got up for it after the All Blacks game, and it was live on French TV, TF1, like the number one sports channel. It was in French commentary, so we couldn't understand what they were saying. But honestly, massive over here. Huge. How good. How good. Beautiful city. What is it? The Ville de Rose, isn't it? The pink city. So I lived there for a few years. Beautiful. When I got up and uh, when I watched the All Blacks, it just... Reminded me of um, of being back there. It was a fantastic city. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. So you obviously spent a, a bit of time in Bordeaux as well? Of course. Sampling the, uh, the <laughs> Rouge over there. Yes, definitely. Spent plenty of time there. Spent plenty of time in Languedoc. Plenty of time in, in Burgundy. All, all the wine regions. I spent plenty of time in all of those. Mate, uh, before we move on to the biggest week, I guess that we've had for a long time in rugby league here, Saturday night. So much has been said about it. What was it like? Did you just allow yourself to get out of the box five uh, five minutes early and just soak up what was an amazing night at uh, Mount Smart or Go Media as it is now? Mate, it was, it was just a brilliant night. I mean, just you couldn't have asked for a better start to the game. Um, obviously got there nice and early and just to see the, the fans stroll in from about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock and the atmosphere was really starting to build and then obviously the Knights made a mistake early in the game and we really capitalised on that and then that's when the crowd really came alive and it just gave them some more energy and 
Um, you know, our, our box is fairly insulated, but you could just you could almost feel the stadium buzzing, you know, and moving. And then at the end of the game, um, we said, let's go down on the side of the field. And when Webby walked down on the field, there was this almighty cheer, and it was just it was just a really proud moment to to be out there and to see the the enjoyment in the fan, on, on the fans' faces and hear them singing the team song. So. Very humbling, but very enjoyable. So it was a, it was a great experience, and I'm, and I'm really happy for you know the people that were able to you know, to get to the ground and and experience you know a home semi final first time since 2008. So yeah, great to be part of that. It was certainly for me a highlight of my career. Yeah, I definitely had the FOMO effect, that's for sure. Sitting there, hearing the Warriors' uh, song ring out around the stadium, seeing Sean Johnson do uh, the lap of honour just before the match was finishing up. But how different is it going to be at Suncorp Stadium this weekend? Sold out, and it's probably going to be 50,000 people the other way. Yeah, there's a lot of Kiwis in southeast Queensland, Curtis. That's what I tell you. Every time we've played at the Gold Coast or Brisbane, there's a lot of Kiwis over there chasing the sun. So... Um, yeah, no doubt a lot of the fans will be supporting Brisbane, but uh, we're really looking forward to the challenge. Um, it was it was great for Sean to be able to come off the field on the other side of the like on the field, the side away from where the bench mm. was. He was able to do a lap of honour as he was sort of coming off the field, so um, that was great for him. But this weekend is a whole new challenge. Um, Fifty thousand people, and as you said, I'd imagine most of them are going to be Broncos fans, but. Um, I know the Kiwi fans that we've had in Australia over the season so far. They've been they've been super. The way they've been singing and supporting the team when we were at the Gold Coast when we played in Brisbane previously. So no doubt they'll be in full voice. Um, obviously, the, the Broncos and the Panthers have been the two best teams all year. We'll need to start well. We'll need to kick well, and we'll need to nullify their offloads. They're a very fast team, so there are a couple of areas that we've really spoken about this week. Where we'll turn the ball over at the back end of our sets into the corners, where the angles of our kicks are going to be really, really important. So we've worked on that this week, and uh, I think after last weekend's performance, our confidence level is nice and high. We'll go into the game respecting the Broncos, as you'd expect, but at the same time, we've got nothing to lose. We're 80 minutes away from a grand final. Mate, obviously you're not going to tell us, but surely, surely the boys have thought we can go after their number one. Surely there's some dirt up the sleeve that only gets pulled out when you really need it. <laughs> you're right, Bees. I mean, you, you know, you know, like you know what it's like when you've had a player on your team and you've played with him, and and he and he obviously asked for an early release to leave. So, yeah, it's it's important to nullify Reese um, at the back, but it's important also to keep in check the emotions you know he's a yep. he's an elusive player um we'll have to do it collectively because he's so fast um but i think if we make him work hard if we make him work hard to get to the kicks we make him work hard to carry the football and present a really good straight line defensively on the edge he's still only a young player maybe 40 50 games into an nrl career immensely talented but if we can if we can frustrate him a little bit that might work in our, our, our advantage. So, um, you know, Carrigan's a high-quality player. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to the matchup between Payne Haas and Adam Fanua Blake. It's going to be an absolute yeah. cracker. Two, two of the best front rowers in the competition at the moment going head there. Sean Johnson versus Reynolds. How good that going to be? Both very, very good with their kicking. And Carrigan versus Torhu Harris. There's just some great matchups across the field. So, um, 
Um, obviously, I'll be working, but at the same time, I'll be a, a very, uh, <laughs> I suppose, spectator. You know, a, a, you know, really respecting the quality of players that are going to be out on the field on Saturday. Curse, I'm taking some of his comments as Tavanga and Walker have been given free licence on doing and saying whatever they want to Reese Walsh. Uh, mate, you talk you talk about those uh, you talk about those matchups. Where in a big game like this can a rugby league game be won? Will it be a fact that you've got two great packs and they nullify each other? And I guess it's SJ's and Adam Reynolds' uh, direction and, and control of the game win it, or does it just come down to maybe a couple of pieces of brilliance from somebody? I, I think it's going to be a couple of things, Steve. I think it'll be field position, the team that wins field position, because what field position does is when it's against you, it puts natural pressure on you. So I think where you finish your sets and where you kick the ball is going to be extremely important. Um, and there might be a moment or two of brilliance. You need to be comfortable in understanding that you've got to be a little bit uncomfortable, if you know what I mean. So if yeah. you're regularly used to making 60 metres from a yardage set, you've got to be comfortable and saying, OK, we've only made 40 this time. We've got to kick into the corners and we've just got to get back in the cycle. We're getting back in the cycle of the kick chase. OK, defend, be disciplined. Now we get back in the cycle of rucking the ball out of our own end, kicking the ball into the corners. And the team that does that the best and stays in that arm wrestle for the longest generally will come out on top. If the game is close, we're going to need a moment of brilliance. So whether that's from Chance or whether that's from Sean or whether that's from Tamaiti or Thorhu or an offload from, from Adam or Barney or someone like that, that might be the turning point. So um, expecting it to be a close game, but expecting it to be a fast game. And uh, I guess as far as preparation goes, mate, do you, do you do anything different? Do you go over a day early? Obviously, no doubt, Cam sort of that private jet out for the boys again. Yeah, I wish it was a private jet, but to be fair, we're going to Air New Zealand, which has been fantastic to us for all year, so hopefully they're listening and they're going to give me an upgrade of business class now that they've heard me wrap their, wrap their airline. Um, so now we're going over tomorrow morning, uh, so yep. we'll get over nice and early, settle in, we'll have captain run at Suncorp on, on, on Friday, on Friday morning, and then we'll have the rest of the day to sit back and relax, and then um, and then roll in on Saturday night, so... Uh, it should be a it should be a big occasion because there's another massive game in uh, in Brisbane. Carlton play mm. the Brisbane Lions at the Twilight game. So for all those AFL fans out there, I don't know if there's many in New Zealand, but for, if there are some, <laughs> it's going to be a cracking game. The atmosphere in the city is going to be really built up. So um, yeah, so head over tomorrow morning. Captains run Friday, and then uh, Saturday morning I go for a little bit of a stroll along the river, and then uh, away we go from there. What about the other prelim final? Who's your pick? Oh, can Melbourne win? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I, I think Penrith. I think Penrith. They've just been strong all year. They've been the best team, and I think for Melbourne mm. to win, they're going to need a few things to go their way. They're going to need. They're going to need a couple of injuries. They're going to need extra possession. They're going to have to go 60-40 in possession, something like that. But you know, any team with Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster in it and Harry Grant, they're, they're certainly capable. And I don't know what the record is for Belzer, but you know he's 20 seasons there and he's been 17 finals, you know, something like that. So I wouldn't put it past them. But if I if I was allowed to have a small punt on it, I have a few dollars on Penrith. I think one to twelve. But I'm not allowed to bet, so I'm not and... allowed to suggest that either. <laughs> oh, we are. Don't worry about None that. Of us are, uh, and uh, <laughs> the fun and games has to continue. You've been doing it all year. Uh, is there a coach's dinner, a coach's challenge in Brisbane this weekend? 
No, coaches challenged. But we went there last time, and Stacey and I, um, when we went there for the Dolphins game, Stacey and I were in charge, and there's been a huge amount of effort put in by everyone. And Stacey and I, we just said, you know what, we're going to just satisfy ourselves. So all we decided to do was go to uh, go to the pub, make sure there was a TAB there, so we got a few bets, make sure there was a steak. I had a big tomahawk, one one kilo tomahawk. was delicious. I had a couple of stone and wood, and that was perfect. I didn't really care what everyone else had, but Stacey and I were happy, so... Um, we've said we need to back that up again this, this time around. So uh, no no special challenge, but a few beers and definitely a steak. Well, you go get the tomahawk. The boys can uh, bring home the win and we'll head to the grand final uh, in 80 minutes. Outstanding. I really can't wait. And um, thanks for having me on again, guys. Cheers, mate. Go well. Thanks so much, Morgs. We always appreciate your time. Bye. Travel well.